Hello from At The Flicks and a very happy Christmas to all our listeners. Yes, it's that time of year again as we rival the Radio Times double issue with Declan's famous carry-on streaming. Hello, Deck, and hello, Graham. Hello, Jeff. Good evening. Now, I've got to be honest, of all the carry-on streamings, this is the one I look forward to the most. It does give me the same thrill as picking up that Radio Times. Deck always gives great recommendations to shows, and I look forward to watching them without having to talk to the family at this festive time of year. It's brilliant. <laughs> and, it, and it's not just me. I mean, Graham hasn't been this excited since Santa <laughs> emptied his sack for him last year. Oh, dear old Lord. Anyway, enough of the Christmas cracker jokes, and let's concentrate on what's hot and what's not this Christmas. I will hand you over to Deck, who will first say what's worth catching up with from the last couple of months. What was good during August, uh, uh, Deck, apart from watching that useless twat Johnson on the COVID inquiry? <laughs> <laughs> Very true. It's been a good mixed bag, really. There's been some some real gems in amongst the others, but and some old favourites come back again. Starting as I usually do with the BBC um, and the iPlayer. I was really surprised how good the series Woman in the Wall was, starring Ruth Wilson. I mean, I think everything she's in, she's an incredible actress. It was a bit odd at times, but I thought it was original. I thought it was different. Uh, it dealt with the shocking going-ons in Ireland with um, unmarried mothers and stuff and their babies. So, it, yeah, it was it was interesting, but it was well done. and it was, And you didn't know all the way along whether she was completely crazy or not. And the way that Ruth Wilson acts it is she's just very believable. So I thought that was a fascinating drama that started off my autumn. I must admit, I don't know that one. I'm just looking at it now, would it be a companion piece to something like Philomena? Uh, it's a similar topic. I wouldn't say it's a, I wouldn't say people who like Philomena would like this automatically. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, if you're interested in that sort of... I just think if you like Ruth Wilson then you should definitely watch this. I've seen the first two series of His Dark Materials, which I think she's really good in. Yeah, that that would definitely be on my watch list. Yeah, definitely. That's that's one for me. Uh, I think my wife's already said she wants to see it. So uh, Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's something for the Memsarp. <laughs> <laughs> I caught the mini-series, it's only a mini-series, of the continuation of The Excellent Boiling Point, the film that... Uh, got lots of praise and it was an excellent film. They basically continued it on the TV and they kept up the same pace and stress uh, as you did in the film. Um, it wasn't um, the, it wasn't all done in one shot um, like the film was, but they still managed to, to make you realise that I never, ever want to work in a kitchen in a restaurant. It was gripping and it had you guessing. Um, thoroughly entertaining watch. New people joined the cast, but all the characters you knew and loved from the film are back uh, and continuing to work in this restaurant. It is really good. My daughter-in-law almost needed hospital treatment after episode two. <laughs> uh, I think if you haven't seen it, you'll need to watch episode two. For Christ's sake, don't eat when you're watching it. But uh, yeah, you'll, you'll know what happens. Again, another excellent second series uh, following on from the first series was The Fantastic Time. Now, in the first series... Which, which is probably still available if you haven't caught up on it. The first series starred Sean Bean and Stephen Graham and very much focused on a on the on a male prison. This second series uh, has switched to a female prison 
um, and stars the who I think brilliant Jodie Whittaker. I think she was unfortunate with Doctor Who because I don't think it was her fault. I think she's a fantastic no. actress. I think it was no. the scripts let her down. But, Absolutely. Um, but she's made up for it definitely with this series. Um, so yeah, if you've if you've not caught either the first series or the second, I would recommend Time. Um, but if you were fans of the first series, the second series switches to a women's prison, but has a lot of the uh, moral dilemmas that you faced in the first series are dealt with by the uh, the female prisoners. And there's one young lady, I can't remember her name. I think it's one of the first things she's been in. And, um, and she plays uh, like a, a, a druggie that gets uh, put into prison. And she was fantastic. She She absolutely stole every scene she was in as well thoroughly worth a watch and again and not too long a series not too many episodes so does it capture the claustrophobia of the first series what it mainly captures is what a nasty place it is you know especially if they're in there for life and they've got nothing to lose you know they they can be quite nasty uh, and vindictive towards the other prisoners so uh yeah it's yeah it's you can imagine not a very nice place to go to end up so it's it's quite a good lesson about not ending up in prison. Yeah, so. or a good call for the death penalty. Oh, yeah, okay, Jeff, thank you. And then finally, I want to give a nod. Uh, I'll mention this again later, but it's the last series, but series five of Ghosts, which is sort of quite sad <laughs> because it's the last series. Um, but what an excellent series it has been. And as a box set, thoroughly worth someone investing their time if they want to start from the beginning. Um, I think it's one of the funniest things that's been on telly. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't seen any of Ghosts, then please check it out. Yeah, I keep saying every time we, you mention Ghosts, I'm going to watch it. So I will try and watch it this time. <laughs> I'm just looking at my app. It's got amazing feedback. People just saying how wonderful it is. It's just yeah. amazing. Yeah, like me, Graham, you keep putting it on your list to say, yeah, we're going to I watch. know. it's. I'm, I'm hitting the... Um, the pin now just to put it in my list yep that's there i've said this before on previous uh, carry on streaming episodes they're half an hour episodes it's what i call filler so you know you've maybe watched like something like time a really heavy prison drama or something <laughs> quite and you just want half an hour of light stuff before you go to bed so you're not like distraught <laughs> when you hit the pillow and ghost is exactly that you can just put it on for half an hour or you can even stop halfway through an episode you can put it on for 15 minutes and you'll just find yourself chuckling and you'll feel better about the world and um i just i think it's good to have even though i do love big heavy dramas and think i think it's nice to have a bit of light entertainment to to end the evening on and then switching to netflix so netflix was an interesting one for me and there's still a lot on my watch list there's still a lot that i haven't caught up with but i did watch a lot of documentaries interestingly and not sports ones for a change since i nearly always report back with some sports documentary from netflix i watched uh, with mixed results, I watched the four-part Beckham one, which obviously a lot of people talked about, uh, which I thought was quite interesting. It was obviously showing off their brand, um, you know, yeah. him coming across as a, a lovely bloke and everything. It didn't really get down into the the dirty stuff. Um, and then on the other side, Robbie Williams' documentary almost went too far the other way and showed some horrific stuff and told some stuff that, and again, Whereas Beckham came across as a nice bloke, Robbie Williams did not come across as a nice bloke. So, uh, and why he can't, why he can't even just put trousers on when he's, you know, he knows he's being filmed. You just think, why are you walking around in your pants? It's just like. Um, I, I say that to Neil all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so two very different documentaries, but both interesting in their own rights. Um, it was the final series of Sex Education. Um, mm-hmm. I've loved, I have loved this series. I think series four was probably one series too far, yeah. mainly because the actors now look way older than they should do. I think yes. they got away with it in the first three series. Now they've all grown up so much. It's like grown men trying to pretend to be sick formers and it doesn't quite work as well, but they finished off the series nicely. They rounded it off in a, in a good way. And, and hopefully that is it. I, I worry that there's going to be spin-offs and things, but I'm hoping that that is it and they just finish it. I mean, a lot of the cast have gone on to bigger and greater things, so it would have to be a spin-off because they won't get that cast back together again. And then the final documentary I watched um, was the second series focusing on the Murdoch murders, um, this horrific set of murders in America where the father was found guilty of killing his wife and son. And this second series focuses more on the court case, whereas the first series was the build-up to him getting arrested. Uh, the second series is about the court case and more shocking things come out. And it's just unbelievable. Is this the guy who's really wealthy? Yeah. 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 So he came from a one of these small towns in America where the family, so like the great grandfather had been a judge or something and he'd yeah. been famous, a pillar of the community. And of course, he handed it down to his son and his son and his son. The crux of it is he couldn't handle the pressure of being sort of the legacy of his family. I don't think he, even though he had all the money and the status, I don't think he handled it as well as his uh, previous generations. But then you do wonder sometimes because the more you find out about him and you think, well, some of it probably was inherited. It were his uh, fathers and grandfathers very nice men as well. Probably not, but we can't say for definite, obviously, but it's just a very interesting topic and I'm sure they'll bring out more. There's still more to uncover. Oh, yeah, I'll I'll check that out. Final one on Netflix that I haven't actually finished, but I've nearly finished, was the the time travel Bodies starring Stephen Graham. A lot of people watched this. It it sort of rose straight to the top of the list on Netflix, so I thought I'd give it a go. I quite like timey-wimey stuff like Doctor Who and stuff, but I found this one not quite as gripping as it could have been. So, um, Is there anything Stephen Graham isn't in? (laughs) <laughs> he's, he is in a lot, but he is a hard worker, but he is in a lot at the moment. He hasn't got the main part in this. Um, he's one of the main parts, but he's not actually on screen as much as a lot of the other cast are. But it's interesting. So it's set in, it jumps between 18 something, 1941, so it's during the Blitz and stuff, uh, 2023 and 2043, I think it is. Um, okay. So mm. it sort of jumps around a bit. Um, the funniest thing I thought was in, uh, 2043 they're still driving their own cars which I thought was interesting <laughs> so they haven't gone for driverless cars yet can I throw one in yeah on sure Netflix, which do. I thought was really good was the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary I sold myself on that stage ladies and gentlemen Arnold Schwarzenegger thousands of people screaming Arnold 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 and when you visualise something very clearly you believe that you 100% can get there. It's three parts, three hour. And uh, the first one is called Bodybuilder. I think the second one's called Movie Star or Actor. 
and the third one's called Politician, and it just traced his life. Actually, it does have the politician part in it. That's it does have the politician, and yeah, and he actually admits that he screwed up as a politician and had to go back to basics and, and try and learn to do stuff. Yeah, it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. I thought, you know, I knew obviously a lot about the um, the movie star side of things, but I really didn't know about his early life and his father coming back from the Second World War quite a damaged individual and then taking it out on the kids yeah wasn't his father a nazi yeah yeah he was austrian just to mention then deck one on the bbc i want to go back to is the reckoning the jimmy savile story which i felt was very powerful had to have a cold shower after every episode and (laughs) i never want to see anything more on jimmy savile again okay that'll just take that off my list yeah coogan was brilliant but it's so disturbing. I mean, what did you think of it? I had mixed emotions, which is why I didn't mention it. It is a hard watch. I think they made it out, the people around him, to be less guilty than they probably were. It made out more that it was him and just him. The fact that he was always going to a room out the back or he was whatever, he was always in the in the series. Uh, he was sort of you could excuse the people more that were around him. Whereas I think in reality, they probably knew more than that. That's really interesting. Cause I didn't think that I thought the mayor of Scarborough, that fellow disc jockey he roomed with in the sixties, they were equally scum and they just happened to get caught before him. But I think people would argue that members of the BBC would potentially, I'm going to be careful what I say. No. Um, y- yeah. I think, Two people that don't come out of this well are Bill Cotton and Margaret Thatcher. And Cotton almost seems to dismiss the allegations against Savile. So whether they're setting Cotton up for the fall, I don't know. But I think you're right. I think there were many people in the BBC that turned a blind eye to what he was up to. But it's terrifying to hide in plain sight like this. And also... I did like the idea that they explored that all his charity work came out of his guilt for what he was doing. Mm. And, you know, the Catholicism of it. So I thought that was intriguing. The, the thing about it that I think is a real shame, really, is that, yeah, he was a horrendous man, but it now makes you question everyone that does good. <laughs> because yes. it makes you think, if you know, if they, especially if they're known for it, you know, if they're known for being a, good person that you start to think are they now hiding something which is wrong because you shouldn't think that about people you you know should be innocent until proven guilty but it, it it's a shame because it does it sort of taints everyone that does amazing things for charity for example because you start to think oh but know. it's interesting to compare that so Savile did everything in the limelight this is what I'm doing now George Michael on the other hand did everything quietly. All his charity work, none of that came out till after he died. And yeah. you see, you know, if you want to talk about almost sainthood, which Savile wanted, the real saint here is George Michael. Anybody that wants to watch this, though, the four parts to it, I would really, really think carefully about it because if you are subject to some of the triggers that are in the show, I would normally consider that a bit woke, but not in this instance. It really <laughs> is terrifying and upsetting all right okay (laughs) back to you Dick. right um so disney plus there isn't much left on disney plus that i haven't seen um and they're 
there wasn't much new stuff to be honest i caught up with a couple of series from ones i'd recommended before so i caught the second series of uh, welcome to wrexham which i still think is a excellently produced tv series and a fascinating uh, tale about a a club and a town that was uh, in the dire straits and have been rescued by these two famous hollywood stars and again i love the structure of the episodes and how they again it's not one of these things where you have to really watch football yes there's a lot of football in it but they they the episodes go into mining disasters in the towns it goes into the you know some of the problems people have to face with unemployment or alcohol and, and other things and it, it 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 really interesting it goes into a lot of the more about the fans rather than the, the mm. club and some of the players it goes through some things that the players have to deal with some quite traumatic things um the, the players have to go through in their personal lives and uh yeah it, it is interesting i think it's a real view into sort of football players lives and the town and how how a team that's winning in a town like that can make such a difference to everyone's well-being um, yeah. and give everyone a lift and of course not really a massive spoiler so i'm sure everyone knows but the second series is a lot more uplifting because obviously things go well go better yeah. than they did in the first series but i thought it was fantastic i thought it was a really entertaining uh, telly and really interesting as well because i like most people wrexham's not a place you really know much about it's not it's not as big as liverpool or manchester and so it's sort of a bit off the radar and it, it is you are getting to know uh the the people the inhabitants of that town um so it's fascinating and it's welsh and then and then i did catch the second series of loki um i wasn't as big a fan of the first series as some people were i thought it was entertaining enough and i think the second series is probably similar in my eyes i i didn't get to the end of it and think wow that was amazing i mean there were some clever effects in it and it was interesting the way they sort of twisted it round from the first series but i thought it was okay again i thought it yes it's probably one of the better marvel ones out there if you had to compare it with some of the other series on disney plus but take it or leave it really i'm not sure you have to love the character a lot i think really to stick with this i watched the first series i haven't seen this and i viewed it as like a doctor who style series yeah yeah and that that got me through it so a couple of episodes of re- i would say it was half and half half the episodes were rubbish and half were good is that the same for the second series i think it is a bit like that it, it gets a bit confusing with the whole time thing I thought, I thought it was okay. I, I, like you say, it's the way you summed it up. Some are better than others. Some episodes are better than mm. others. But there's more of a one story all the way through this than there was in the first series. I think there's a yeah, there's one challenge to overcome, really. Does that Kang appear in this as well, then? Yeah, yeah. That's oh, okay. that's the sort of challenge that he's facing, really. Um, oh, because okay. it, and because it's timing, he faces it a lot of times. And then finally, I'm going to finish on... Apple TV. Apple TV is an interesting streaming service. I think we've said this before. They are getting more stuff on there, but the stuff they produce is of very high quality. Um, and I think the Lessons in Chemistry, uh, mm. starring Brie Lyson, which was a, a you know bestseller book, a very popular book. Um, I watched it with my wife, who's all, you know had read the book, um, and I was interested in her opinion. And she said it was very good as well. She think they got they got the essence of the book spot on. Um, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a real look back at the sort of fifties and the, the the way women were treated, um, you know, and the sexism and stuff in the workplace. 
And I thought it was really lovely as well. I thought it was a really lovely story and beautifully made and thoroughly enjoyed every episode, cried in some and laughed in others and, you know, came out of it feeling like I'd watched something of value, So, which is what I always like to get out of a TV series. It's on my list, that one. Yeah, my wife and daughter have watched it all and they, they absolutely love it. Mm. Absolutely loved it, yeah. So that's the, sort of my sum up of the TV I've been watching. On Apple, did you watch Hijack? Yes, I did watch Hijack. I watched Hijack. I'm worried now. I keep missing things off my list. <laughs> Hang on. No, I mentioned that in the last one. Ah, uh, right. I've only just caught up with it, probably on your recommendation deck. Yeah. Um, my wife was hooked. I must admit, really good series, but she was totally hooked on it. <laughs> yeah. So what's it, what is your opinion of the last five minutes? Uh, it didn't need it. No, no, and it played against that character. That character had completely changed as the series had gone through, and it was almost like, oh, we've got to have a villain for the last five minutes, and it didn't need it. Yeah, I know it's weird, isn't it? Everyone said yeah. the same thing. Why they did it, I don't understand it because it no. finished perfectly before that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's a great series. Uh, Idris Elba, I can sometimes take or leave, but I thought he was first rate in this, and his attempts at negotiation were good. Um, I like the twist to it. Uh, no, it's great. Absolutely great. Uh, are you going to mention Prime? I haven't got it at the moment. So okay. if there's anything you've watched on Prime, please well, do mention both it. both Graham and I are going to yeah. talk about Graham particularly because it obviously has the mail in it. Um, <laughs> the Continental, the uh, prequel to John Wick and the early days of the Winston character, how he ended up in charge of the Continental. It was meant to be a one-off series. Unfortunately, I think the ending uh, circumvents this and sets it up for another series, which it didn't need. No. Um, but it's really good. Gibson is just off the wall, barking mad crazy. This sacred institution wields power beyond your imagination. Winston, your brother stole something from me. What you took is very important to a lot of very dangerous people. Find him, because if you don't, I'll bring the weight of this whole institution down on you both. It's got the gunplay you'd expect from a John Wick series. The British actor who plays Winston is really good. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but it it um, it rattles through. It's it's great. What did you think, Ray? I loved it. Yeah, despite having Mel Gibson in it, I thought he just played crazy, didn't he? So he probably just had a few beers and just went off on one. It's very well put together. Incredibly long episodes are about an hour and a half each. Mm. It's like three episodes, an hour and a half each. A lot happens in it. It's very John Wicky, as in crazy, all these sort of underground societies and that sort of thing. and uh, But recaptures the 70s in a way that Tarantino would have done it. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it brings two worlds together. First rate, really good. New York, um, where it's set, looks horrible. And, yeah, I would I'd even go as far as saying it's a shithole. <laughs> it really looks terrible. But, yeah, that's what it was like in the 70s. Very grimy, very grubby, very seedy. Not the wonderful city they have now. I did forget one other thing. I think I mentioned it in the last series, but I finished watching it. 
was I finished the Midnight Mass Mike Flanagan series on Netflix. Um, I just thought I'd mention it, Jeff, because I know you're a horror fan. Um, yep, and I've started on your recommendation watching The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, brilliant. And, but um, Halfway through it, really enjoying it. Well, if you, if like me, you have a bit of a break afterwards, I would recommend coming back and watching Midnight Mass because actually I was blown away by it. Actually, I thought it was very good. And I think the thing you'll like about it, and maybe our listeners will as well, is it, uh, he really challenged the whole church and God thing from an interesting angle. And I thought it, it was quite a balanced view, giving both sides. Um, and it even has a, the, uh, this is no spoiler, um, but the sheriff is uh, a Muslim. So that is interesting as well. And there were some interesting debates had between uh, the church, some of the church, um, higher members of the church and uh, the sheriff. And I just thought it was really well done. It And how you can look at something and depending on your faith, you can interpret it differently. And I thought it was a really interesting, I'm sure some, some, Religious people might not like it, but I thought it was very well done. I thought it didn't stick up for one over the other. It just sort of gave a, uh, the, you know, you could interpret it this way sort of thing. Um, and I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was really well done. I mean, I'm a huge Flanagan fan. I, I'm curious. He's just finished filming The Life of Chuck, which I would say is unfilmable, Stephen King. So I'm really curious as how he's done that. And that comes out next year in advance of him tackling the Dark Tower. So we've spoken about for people that don't want to catch up with what's coming at Christmas. But what is coming at Christmas? What oh, do you recommend? Christmas, Jeff. Christmas is looking good. I, I think I'm, so. <laughs> I'm actually quite excited about this Christmas. I mean, some Christmases it can, there's not a lot. I think there's quite a lot going down in, over, over Christmas. I think the BBC has knocked it out of the park again, as they normally do. And as I've said before on the previous Carry On Christmases, I think they've got a, a, a wide breadth to appeal to lots of different people. From, obviously, a brand new Doctor appearing on Christmas Day. Um, I suspect he must be the youngest Doctor, mustn't he, that there's ever been. But uh, uh, that's, that's going to be interesting. And I think they've been very clever, because I think by getting David Tennant back for the 60th anniversary, they've tried to bring back some of the fans they lost over the last yeah. couple of series deliberately. And then I think they're hoping that they then keep those fans when the new doctor turns up. So I think it was a, a clever, a clever idea, I think, to sort of get people back interested again. That, that, that okay. and my daughter was one of them. She didn't bother watching the Jodie Whittaker series, even though I said to her that Jodie Whittaker was very good in it. She couldn't be bothered, but she's come back. And we, we did our we did our old fashioned dad let's sit down and watch Doctor Who together, you know, hey. which was nice um, because she'd stopped doing that. Um, but yeah, so it's obviously working on her, and hopefully it'll be this. I'm hoping the BBC, and also there's a bit more money in it now that it's you know funded by Disney as well. Um, okay, so wasn't Matt Smith quite young when he played at Doctor Who? I think he was quite young, but he can't surely be as young as um, the new guy. Uh, what's his name? I can't, am I going to pronounce it? Nakuti Gatwa. Is that how you pronounce it? Nakuti Gatwa. Well, that's well. That's how I'm saying it as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I presume he's fairly young. So he's about twelve. Well, he looks about twelve. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so there's obviously the excitement over that. Um, I've already mentioned the excellent last series of Ghosts. Well, there is one last episode uh, that's launched on Christmas Day. That is the Ghosts Christmas Special, 
and I've read that there's an interesting bit in it for us fans. So hopefully it finishes on a on a nice note, but we will see. So I'm looking forward to that. There's another excellent Julia Donaldson animation. This time it's Tabby McTat, the story of a friendship between a cat and a busker called Fred. But as always, this animation is beautifully made and mm. one for the whole family to watch. That's interesting you say that, and I don't want to leap ahead, but Channel 4 got something about a cat as well. They have, and I'll come on to that. Okay. Well, <laughs> leading the witness, Your Honour. Yeah. yeah no, no. Um, uh, again, the BBC have got another Agatha Christie two-part called Murder is Easy, and I'm excited about this one because I don't know if you guys managed to catch the film Ray Lane, but it was an excellent film if you haven't. I know this is a streaming service, but it was an excellent film. Um, but one of the highlights of that was the young actor, David Johnson, who was very impressive in that, and he's leading the cast on the Agatha Christie. So I think it's his first big TV role, and, uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. Can't beat a bit of Agatha Christie at Christmas. Exactly. And the other thing you can't beat at Christmas is a good ghost story. And, again, Mark Gattis is back with another another adaptation. This time he's gone for an Arthur Conan Doyle episode called Lot Number 249. I'm so looking forward to this. It's a story I don't know. So yeah. most Christmases, they, they usually comes up with a M.R. James story. Hmm. This is something very different. It's one I don't know. I am so looking forward to this. Uh, there's another one that you're looking forward to, I'm sure, uh, Jeff, uh, which is the feature-length drama about the trial of the new jug Viagra, which is set in Swansea, because that's where they trialed it, in a hospital in Swansea. Is that so, right? So uh, there's a, a stellar Welsh cast, um, you know, familiar names, and uh, I should imagine it will be uh, dramatic and funny at the same time, probably in a sort of full Monty type mode. But uh, yes, I'm sure it'll be very funny and very interesting and probably quite poignant in times as well. Absolutely. Stand up and be counted. <laughs> oh, good grief. You had to go there. <laughs> Changing tack <God>. quickly. <laughs> yes. Um, I think we need to. Yes, please. Uh, the... Well-received, one of the most watched series uh, of last year, The Tourist, which I recommended on a previous yep. podcast, uh, returns for the second series. Um, yes, but this time, right. whereas uh, Jamie Dorn Dornan's character was uh, stuck out in Australia, he's returning to Ireland to try and find out more about his past. Since, if you remember, he had a bout mm. of amnesia and couldn't remember much about himself. He's coming back from Australia to Ireland to see if he can find out. And it will start to uncover some of the interesting characters from his past as well. I loved the first series. It had a very much a feel to a Coen Brothers movie. Yes. And and the sort of crazy characters that wander in and out of that, you know, in, in like a, a Fargo or a Raise in Arizona. I didn't know about this till a couple of days ago. So I'm really excited about this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It should be good. Um, another interesting one. Uh, this is probably more for the family again. But so, do you remember the uh, director Nicholas we uh, Winding Renf? Is that how you pronounce it? Refn? Ref I don't know how you pronounce yeah. it. The, the writer and director of Drive and Bronson. Yes. Yeah. It's not what well, you call a family director, but yeah. No, no. But he's made the new relaunched Famous Five series. This so, is new to me. No. I didn't know this. Yeah, so that that is going to be interesting. You wouldn't put him normally in that bracket. No. So, uh, yeah. So, oh, oh my right. God. But hasn't having the comic strip destroyed any you know famous five in the blatant you know? 
don't know, but 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 an interesting one. They've they've ploughed quite a bit of money into it, I think. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what it what comes out of it. Uh, and then finally, um, nothing like a good old documentary on the BBC uh, for those interested. A fascinating one. So basically, the BBC have been following uh, King Charles the Third for the last uh, year leading up to the coronation, um, and it's narrated by Helena Bonham Carter. Um, so yes, it should be interesting to see some behind-the-scenes stuff about the king. I'd rather have pins in my eyes. <laughs> well, seeing as you're so fascinated, Jeff, with royalty, um, on Netflix on December the fourteenth is the last six episodes of season six of The Crown. Dun, dun, dun. I've watched one episode of The Crown. The only reason I watched it was about Abba Van. And I thought they did that. They did that really good. As I was a couple of miles away from it in school at the time it happened, so uh, yeah, it has some very strong memories and recall for me. Well, if if you're not interested in in our lovely royal family, um, then the other thing that's coming out on interest that is another Harlan Corbin novel adaptation. Um, It's out on the first of January. It's called Fool Me Once. Now, his uh, the the previous series on Netflix, uh, I can't remember what they called The Stranger, and I can't remember what the other one was called. Uh, quite interesting to watch. They're fairly soap opery in 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 their format. They sort of get you hooked in. They're a bit love it or leave it, but but they tend to grip you and they tend to follow you through to the end. So if you've loved the previous stuff uh, adaptations that have been done, then I'm sure this will be right up your street. How can a dead man appear on a secret camera? What my dead son, whom we buried, stop this. I think you should get help. I want answers. Yeah, no, I like a good series like that. And one that's coming up on Prime that both Graham and I are looking forward to is Reacher Season 2. Yep. Yes, that was on my list. And Reacher, when I was a subscriber, was one of the best series I'd seen on Prime, I thought. Mm. Um, Yeah. I thought uh, Alan Richardson was fantastic as Jack Reacher. Um, yeah, he was thought... also good in Fast Ten. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll skip over that bit. Um, yeah, so again, on December the 15th, Reacher Season 2 comes out on Amazon Prime. So for those who are still mem- subscription members, then, uh, yeah, look forward to watching that. Okay. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Sorry if I'm jumping ahead of you on this, on the Percy Jackson thing. I'm not sure because the film was such a disappointment uh when the movie came out compared to the books okay that i don't know we'll have to see the percy jackson yeah. books were excellent but this is the problem if you're tainted by a film or tv from one of your loved books it's very difficult to then give someone else a second chance yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's it's almost like do i want to go through that again graham any thoughts on percy jackson no i've not i've not read it at all and my kids i don't think read it either so i've not actually seen it though it is a good point if you've been disappointed i mean i had the same thing with the lord of the rings i was so worried peter jackson was going to screw it up after the dreadful uh cartoon that had been out animated feature by ralph bakshi 1978 thank you uh, wikipedia um yes or jeffopedia yeah, that. so I was really worried for the first 20 minutes of Fellowship of the Ring. I was just thought, he's going to screw it up, and he didn't. That was good. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier the other cat. You're absolutely right. On Channel 4, there's another uh, cat um, animation, Mog's Christmas, 
Uh, it's oh, it's the adaptation of the famous Judith Kerr story about Mog the Cat. Um, and they've got a very impressive uh, voice cast. So Claire Foy, Benedict Cumberbatch, Mag- Maggie Steed, and many more. So again, uh, much like the BBC have done a, another uh, Christmas animation, Channel 4 have also done another excellent Christmas animation. So there's at least two to choose from. Now, interestingly, I'm, I mean, you may have noticed that I missed ITV out of my things I've watched over the autumn. Um, I did attempt a couple of things and didn't really get anywhere with them. A bit disappointed. Um, so, But there's a couple that are coming out for Christmas that, well, probably more January than Christmas, but early January. Now, I love Toby Jones as an actor. Oh, I think he's been fantastic yeah, yeah. in a lot of things. And again, he's in a, a real-life true story drama, which, again, he tends to be very good at. He's done some brilliant ones in the past. He's starring in Mr. Bates versus the yeah. Post Office yeah. about uh, the horrendous miscarriage of justice um, yeah. they did to all the post office people around the country, um, some of them leading yeah. to... Uh, suicides and life-changing events yep. that um yep. so from an it, it it system really that didn't work yeah from an it system they never tested it just yeah. unbelievable yeah, yeah. they yeah. should all be in jail yeah really. i i have a feeling that this is going to be something les is going to have to tie me to the chair otherwise they'll be throwing something through the tv yeah yeah this will be foot through the telly time yeah. really yeah yeah I, i'm i'm fascinated by this and i've got lots of friends in it um we were we're all dying to find out what the hell happened in detail because it's still shrouded in secrecy what they did and or yeah. what the why I, this kept happening i think it's fair to say the wrong people got sent to prison yeah um yeah i'm not sure how deep it will go but um i'm sure it'll be excellent entertainment mm. um and toby jones will do a fantastic job as he always does mm. yeah the other one that's it's going to be interesting. So um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Bernard Cornwell's Warlord Chronicles, um, his set of novels um, that are set in the Arthurian legends time period. Like before, like his Last Kingdom was turned into a very yeah. good TV series. Uh, yeah. There's a new series called The Winter King that's coming out on ITVX, which again, hopefully will be good. So, um, you know, the fact that it's based on some, some yeah. good books gives it a good head start. So I'm quite, I'm sort of not overexcited, but intrigued about this one. And I will definitely give it an opportunity, but I just hope they do a good job and they don't try and like rush it through or dilute it too much or anything. So, Is it a bit Game of Thrones-ish? Yes, it is a bit Game of Thrones-ish. Oh. Um, it's, I think, one of the... Is it directors or producers is involved? I know it's got a link to the Game of Thrones series. Okay. So, but oh uh, yeah, no, no, it's definitely on my to watch list. And then one final mention: it's not really Christmas because it's out already, but I didn't mention it earlier, and I haven't got round to watching it yet. But the third series of Slow Horses is out, yeah. and if yeah. you haven't watched it or the previous two, then please do because it's on Apple TV, and it is probably one of the best reasons for getting a subscription on apple tv <laughs> yeah. is to watch slow horses yes Absolutely. it's good it's good did i tell you i met mick heron at the cheltenham literature festival no the guy who yeah no it. i did yeah the guy that writes it and we were talking about it and i explained to him how my right leg made an appearance in um episode two of season two of slow horses and he then explained to me where his sort of cameo uh, appeared in season one 
So we swapped cameos, me and the writer. <laughs> was it more than his leg or was it another yeah, leg? It was, it was both him and his partner were, were in it, yes. But not just the, yeah. not just the no, leg? No, 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 no. You actually oh. saw them in it. No, no. Oh, okay. all, all I got was my leg in it. Uh, got my leg over, basically. <laughs> but, oh. Uh, <laughs> But no, no, no. It's um, yeah, no. He's good. He's he's so good. He's so self-effacing. Very, very funny. Um, you see, he, he said he can't understand why anybody would act in one of his things because he puts his characters through such torture. I've just watched the first two because Apple released the two to get you hooked, as if I needed to get hooked. And um, yeah, my wife and I just absolutely loved it. And that's and I was I was saying this to Jeff. The thing I like about it is they're so relatable. the The people in in Slough House are just so relatable. And the other thing I like is they're screw ups, and that's why they're in Slough, a Slough House. But in, if this was to be a Hollywood production, they'd redeem themselves and they'd be the heroes, but they're not. They keep screwing up things. It's just yeah. wonderful. And good news is they have filmed season four. Yeah. Currently being edited. Fantastic. Can't wait. Just keep, keep mainlining me on that drug. Brilliant. So as an extra Christmas present for our listeners, do you have any tips, Dick, to get the best out of streaming services? Yeah, I've got a few tips. Uh, so... There's, there's some more than others. Um, I can tell you now I haven't managed to find any anything on Now TV other than the fact that if you've been a member before, um, you might get sent you tend to get sent offers to try and tempt you back if you cancel. But but other than that, I haven't found and I also haven't found anything on Amazon Prime yet. So I will keep searching around. Offers do pop up and again. So um, Disney Plus seems to be the one that has a lot of offers on, um, probably because it's one of the, the newer streaming services and they're still trying to get people hooked. Um, there's the obvious one where instead of paying the $7.99 a month, you can pay annually and get it for $79.90. So basically you get two months for free. Um, and if you go via one of the cashback services, Quidco or Top Cashback, you can get another month pretty much mm. back free in cashback. So that's a that's an easy one to do. Um, Tesco's are still continuing to do their club card vouchers on Disney Plus, so you can still get a three-month subscription for twelve pounds worth of uh, Tesco's vouchers. Or now they've done a that. they've done a cheaper uh, one with ads. You can get Disney Plus with ads for only seven pounds fifty worth of club card vouchers. So mm. if you do shop at Tesco's and you don't really know what to spend your vouchers on, that's a, that's quite a simple one to use it on. That is good to know. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Um, a bit more difficult. So um, if you're looking for a new bank account or you're thinking of switching bank accounts, I'm not recommending this bank account at all. But um, if you open a Club Lloyd's account, um, which I think is like one of these monthly uh, subscription accounts, then you can get 12 months free Disney Plus. Uh, there are some terms and conditions. You have to pay so much money into the account, etc. But if you look it up, if you're interested, if you're thinking of opening an account then um you could get 12 months free disney plus the other two companies that tend to offer disney plus offers every now and again and they tend to vary i managed to get one because um i changed my sim card to o2 and o2 have a lot of offers to do with disney plus i managed to get three months for three um i know that you can sometimes get six months or just one depending on what you purchase um, so if you are thinking of switching your SIM card to a new service, then um, O2, you can get Disney+. Plus. If you're thinking of buying a new phone or other Samsung device, then Samsung 
at the moment, I think are offering 12 months free Disney Plus with new devices. So again, that's a good one. If you're thinking of getting something anyway, um, or you've recently purchased one, you can probably still get the offer. So if you have got the uh, Samsung S23 recently or get it for Christmas, um, then check out um, Disney Plus because you might have to get yourself a good deal. Uh, on Netflix, again, it's limited on Netflix, but there are some, again, there is O2 again. Um, you can add it to your plan as like a, a, an extra. Um, so much like you can with Disney Plus, they're doing Netflix as well. Um, and then EE is another one where you can get uh, Netflix Basic uh, for free as part of your tariff. So again, I'm not sure if these offers are still around, but they were when I investigated recently. Um, so again, if you're switching contract or if you're a current holder of EE or O2, it's probably worth checking out what offers they've got on streaming services. Okay. Okay. That's what you um, with Apple, which we've mentioned quite a lot of on this episode, um, obviously, if you buy, buy an Apple device, then you can get some uh, free Apple TV for three months. Um, one I took advantage of um, is if you sign up for Curry's Perks, which is just like a, it's a free thing you sign up to and they send you stuff, you know, a lot of emails trying to sell you stuff. But basically, if you join Curry's Perks, you get three months for free of Apple no, TV. Wow. Okay. Um, and then as it as before, I think both O2 and EE are also doing offers with Apple. So I think those two, O2 and EE, are definitely doing a lot of stuff. Uh, with streaming services as, as either like an uh, an add-on or a, a free perk. So if you're on any of those um, mobile devices, it's worth checking and seeing what they've got on their website. So that's what I found. Um, like that's I say, brilliant. I struggled to find anything for Now TV or Amazon. But um, yes, if you're interested in getting Disney Plus over Christmas, watching some old Christmas films or family films, then uh, yeah, if you've got any of those devices or you've bought any of those items recently, then have a look on your account and see what you can get. Yeah. No, no. Given the state of modern Britain, anything we can give people for free. And yeah. I think you've given a few tips there. Uh, really good. So thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks. That's right. brilliant. That's thank okay. You. Yeah. So next time we stream in, I guess Easter eggs will be in the shops. Oh. <laughs> I think they already <laughs> are. Forget it. Yeah. Forget it. They're already there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, no, we'll be talking more at Easter and uh, seeing what uh, goodies we've got then. But I think that's more than enough to get people through Christmas with the family, as I've got to suffer. Oh, right. It's a hard life, Jeff. It is. But, Deck, it's Thank been you. a pleasure as always. Have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. And uh, we'll be talking to you on the year-end Best Films of the Year show. I will look forward to it. Well, I hope all your listeners, anyone listening, has a great Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I'll be back with more TV recommendations in the new year. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you very Cheers. much. Take Cheers care. then. Bye. All right. Bye. Cheers. Bye.